Shea butter and popcorn. <laughs> okay, let's start the show. Sit back, relax, and listen. Friday's gonna have you glistening. Get ready for a real good vibe. Shea butter and popcorn. Now live. Welcome to Shea butter and popcorn with Taj and Chels, season two, episode twenty. Shea Butter and Popcorn is the all-inclusive podcast giving you the exclusive. This podcast focuses on reviewing our favorite films. My name is Chelsea, a.k.a. Chels, singer, actor, and all-around movie lover. Taji, let them know who you are and what we're talking about today. What's up, y'all? It's Tajiana here, a.k.a. Taj, also actor, filmmaker, activist. We are talking about one of my favorites, y'all, buddy comedies. Yay for the laughter. Love it. Cue the laughter, cue the applause, yeah. Cue applause. <laughs> Buddy comedies, they're so much fun. Oh my gosh. Mm. There's so many movies where it's like uh, buddy cop films, like The Other right. Guys, which is also like a spoof. Um, and then you got like buddy comedies that like hit really well. And then some that are, the jokes kind of fall flat, kind of like in due date in some areas, but it's still kind of a, a fun past the time laugh mm-hmm. watch movie type of thing but we're gonna get into it um first film i've talked about this before season one we talked about black classics but i didn't talk about it from the buddy comedy perspective and this movie is so hilarious because it's about these two players uh you know playing off each other with these two characters i'm talking about lives yeah, friday directed by f gary gray it's classic oh my gosh it's so good rotten tomatoes gave this film a 78 um friday is so funny it's so hilarious i mean it's friday it's your day off y'all know the story um <laughs> ice cube wrote the screenplay um his first of many ventures on the big screen uh it's almost always on vh1 it's a black classic or bet of course so for craig jones on friday played by ice cube has just gotten fired for stealing cardboard boxes what mm-hmm. you stealing boxes for? You trying to build a clubhouse? So many one-liners in this movie, seriously. To make matters worse, <laughs> rent is due. He hates his overbearing girlfriend, Joy, played by Paula Jai Parker. And his best friend, Smokey. Smokey! Seriously, Chris Tucker's role, Smokey, he is a scene stealer. He makes the movie, seriously. I um, literally love Chris Tucker. Like, right? I... Oh, my gosh. Lo- he is so funny. Anyways. Yeah, this movie is so awesome. He owes the local drug dealer money. Um, and that's Big Worm, of course. You gotta pay Big Worm on time. And that's all before lunch. So as the hours drag on, Jones and Smokey experience the gamut of urban life, complete with crackheads, <laughs> shoot shootouts, and overly sexual pastors. I missed. <laughs> Rest in peace, Bernie Mac. Um, concentrated into one single unbelievable Friday. So it's so amazing. The hilarity just keeps on coming. Um, you have so many one-liners like by Felicia or you ain't got a lie, Craig. Right. Um, this movie, of course, it may feed on certain stereotypes regrettably, but um, it still stands the test of time. It makes the movie all the worthwhile because I believe it's showing the certain joys and pitfalls of the, those types of neighborhoods. Of course, it's not just one um sphere of black people but it shows one sector which i think is interesting so i think it's a really great film Neil long is in this as well um yes. everyone's favorite villain debo 
now scares <laughs> me right Devo is so scary in this movie oh my gosh oh my gosh taking people's chains and bikes and punching people and you know oh my god that one eye twitching I yes oh it's now available to rent and stream on Amazon Prime or check it out on cable if y'all got it. Like I said, it's on VH1 and BET basically every Friday. So that's Friday. Um, second film. <laughs> oh my God, I love this movie so much. <laughs> um, this also got a 78% from Rotten Tomatoes, funny enough. I'm talking about <laughs> The Hangover 2009, <laughs> directed by Todd Phillips. Oh my gosh. So two days before his wedding, you have Doug, played by Justin Bartha, and three best friends, Bradley Cooper, Ed Helms, and Zach Galifianakis are the friends, who drive to Las Vegas for a wild and memorable stag party. In fact, when the three groomsmen wake up the next morning, they can't remember a thing, nor can they find Doug. So with little time to spare, the three hazy pals try to retrace their steps since they're hungover and find Doug so they can get him back to L.A. in time to walk down the aisle. <laughs> this movie for the jokes alone is like Oscar worthy. I love The Hangover so much. Oh my gosh. I remember when it came out, I was like 13. I was obsessed. Um, I absolutely love the ensemble energy in this film and how the main three characters played by Cooper, Helms, and Galifianakis kind of hold a no bars laugh fest with the punches coming one after another. Um, Comedy is not easy, you guys. Um, it's actually quite harder to do than drama in some parts, but they make it look like so much fun. This film is on TV all the time, uh, but it should also be available on streaming platforms like Amazon Prime to rent. Hangout, uh, The Hangover is actually so hilarious. It's classic when Ed Helms is at the, at the piano <laughs> summarizing their day and singing that song. Oh my gosh, there's a tiger in the bathroom. And oh my God, the babies that Galifianakis has on the front, has um, strapped to the front of him as they're walking around. And oh, uh, my goodness. And one of them gets married to a stripper. And this movie's classic. I love The Hangover. It's so funny. I can't believe it came out that long ago. It doesn't feel that long ago, but it's like 11 years ago now. But yeah, that's my second film. My last film I want to talk about is another great ensemble comedy. I'm talking about Bridesmaids 2011, directed by Paul Feig. <laughs> so this got like a 90% for Rotten Tomatoes. It scored a little bit higher. But this film, I believe, is Melissa McCarthy's big breakout. Melissa McCarthy used to be on Gilmore Girls um, before she did a lot of film and cinema. She kills every time she lands her jokes and gags this hilarious comedy. So you have Annie, played by Kirsten Wig, um, Kirsten Wig from SNL, of course, who is a single woman whose own life is a mess. But when she learns that her lifelong best friend, Lillian, played by Maya Rudolph, is engaged, she has no choice but to serve as the maid of honor. Though lovelorn and almost penniless, because her uh, cake shop, cake baby, had to uh, get shut down, had to close her small business, Annie, nevertheless, winds her way through the strange and expensive rituals associated with her job as the bride's go-to gap. Determined to make things perfect, she gamely leads Lillian and the other bridesmaids down the wild road to the wedding. So this film has an ensemble cast of Rose Byrne, as Helen, Rebel Wilson, as her uh, Annie's insufferable roommate, Terry Crews, as the guy in the field uh, when they, uh, her uh, Annie and um, Lillian <laughs> kind of like 
sneak and get some workout sessions in the park without paying the $15 fee. It's such a funny bit. Crystal Dow is the cop who Annie starts to fall for. Ellie Kemper from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is one of the bridesmaids as well. And Wendy McClendon Covey, who's from uh, a lot of movies and TV shows like the Goldberger, I mean, excuse me, TV shows like the Goldbergs, but also movies like Tyler Perry's uh, Single Moms Club. She was in that as well. Um, most of this film was actually uh, improvisation heavy, so a lot of improv, and the ladies just kind of rip off each other. It's kind of ingenious how the ladies have their own way of being, you know, star comics in their own right, and the director lets them each have a turn shining through their character without them upstaging each other, which is a very good to have that even keel. Um, almost like a machine with all the moving parts working as one. This film's available to rent and stream on Amazon Prime. And of course, it's on cable all the time. Bridesmaids is a classic. One of my favorite scenes in this movie has to be the food poisoning scene when they're trying on wedding dresses and they all throw up and go to the bathroom. Oh my God, I love Bridesmaids. It's so hilarious. Gosh, classic. Um, those are my films for this week. Hope you enjoyed them. Taji, let them know what yours are. Yes, I got some uh these three hilarious um just uh, classic I feel like black buddies <laughs> films, black buddy films. Um I'm going to first talk about Ride Along. I can't believe this came out in 2014 because they also came out with the second one um which I actually haven't watched the second one. Comment below if you've watched the second one, but they came out with Ride Along 2 um, in 2016. Um, but, uh, it was interesting to see, um, Ice Cube and Kevin Hart as buddies. Um, so a a switch, you know, from seeing Ice Cube, um, usually with like, um, with like Mike Epps or, you know, someone else. So it's, it's very interesting. Um, but Ride Along came out in 2014. It's a buddy cop comedy. Um, and, Directed by Tim Story. So it stars Ice Cube um, as James Payton, um, you know, detective on an undercover operation. Kevin Hart as Ben Barber, who is basically a high school security guard. Um, and Tika Sumter, love her, um, as Angela Payton, um, who is James's sister and Ben's girlfriend. Um, and it also has other players other dope um, artists um, in there: Lawrence Fishburne, um, Gary Owen, Jacob Lattimore, Jay Farrell. A lot of a lot of people up in there. Um, I think they did great on the casting. Um, and yeah, it basically follows uh, Ben's character, who's basically trying to prove to his girlfriend's brother that he is worthy of marrying her. Um, so um, they kind of. <laughs> it, it's kind of like a play on words with the the movie because he you know he decides to ask James for his blessing to marry his sister and then James um says Ben has to be worthy of Angela making him go on a ride along to prove it um hence the title of the film um if the ride along is successful he will give him a recommendation to attend the academy because he's applying for uh, the police academy as well um He's trying to level up y'all from being a high school uh, security guard. So um, after picking up Ben and taking him to the police station, um, basically James tells dispatch to give him all the 126s that are called into the station. Um, James makes Ben take care of all the 126s. And then James uh, arrives at the park to question an informant run flat about a connection of Serbia and Omar. 
So he finds out that, sh- that a shipment will come in later that day. Um, they leave the park um, and James takes Ben to the local shooting range um, where he finds out that Zastava M92s have been given to the store, all the fancy language y'all. Um, and Ben realizes he has a clue for James. Um, so when they call in, uh, ben and James are called to the Sweet Auburn Curb Market where a drunk man named Crazy Cody is being disorderly. Um, ben tries to su- subdue him, but he's unable to because he, he kind of he kind of not not up to par. <laughs> so James arrests him um, before he um, asks to be taken home. He receives a call from Angela talking about Ben. He tells her about his stressful day before Angela says that James plays poker with a guy named Crazy Cody. Um, and basically tells him that 126s are a code for annoying situations for newcomers as a joke. Um, he then goes into the police station and sees Cody laughing with James and his partners, Santiago, Santiago and Miggs. Um, so he, uh, Ben is now mad at James. Basically, he refuses to go home and instead takes on a call to respond to a disturbance at a strip club um, where two men get into a Mexican standoff with James and Ben. Um, which he thinks it's another joke. Um, so he's basically fooling around. Um, and so James subdues the two guys. Um, and then they're tipped off about a gun deal, which involves Omar's men. So it starts to connect back around. Um, basically Ben confronts James about them. James receives a call from Santiago in the car. Um, when he finds out that Rumflat had turned himself in, Ben says how Rumflat's brother in the park said that Rumflat had just got out of prison. James then contradicts, saying that Rumflat hadn't been in prison for over two two years, leading to another clue. So on and on, um, they continue to try to crack this case, um, wreaking havoc, a lot of, you know, chaos. There's a shootout, um, a lot of things. It's just hilarious having, like, Ice Cube, who is, like, super stern, and Kevin Hart, who is all over the place, um, is is very, like, just childish and like he's just crazy please watch ride along i think it's very funny um and interesting second movie classic also a series rush hour we love it going back to chris tucker and jackie chan in 1998 um man this is crazy um i feel literally so old i was one when this came out it's so interesting um a 1998 American action comedy film uh, directed by Brett Ratner um, and written by Jim Koof and Ross LaMana. Um, basically a story from um, LaMana. Um, basically, they're, they're mismatched police officers um, who are assigned to rescue a Chinese diplomat's abducted daughter. Um, so basically in Hong Kong in 97, De- Detective Inspector Lee of the Hong Kong Police Force leads a raid at the wharf, hoping to arrest the unidentified anonymous crime lord. I don't even know how to say these names. I don't want to butcher them. Um, But basically, Lee recovers numerous Chinese cultural treasures stolen um, by this crime lord, uh, which he presents as a farewell victory to his departing superiors, um, who is a Chinese consul and British commander. Um, shortly after Han takes up his new diplomatic post in L.A., his daughter, Su Young, is kidnapped by Song. 
Han calls in Lee to assist in the case, but the FBI, afraid Lee's involvement could result in an international incident, pawned him off on the LAPD. <laughs> Detective James Carter is tricked into babysitting Lee as a punishment for botching a sting operation. And when Carter discovers this, he decides to solve the case himself. Always getting into something. SMH. Um, Carter takes Lee on a sightseeing tour, keeping him away from the embassy while contacting informants about the kidnapping. So Lee makes his, his own way to the Chinese consulate where Han and the FBI await news about his daughter. And so um, he's arguing with the agent in charge, Warren Russ, and then Carter accidentally involves himself in a phone conversation with saying where he arranges a ransom drop of $50 million, y'all. Like, what? How did you even get yourself into this? I would get into some mess. Rush Hour 3, 2 is oh, so funny. Oh my gosh. I just, they should have, they should have stopped. But they kept going. Yeah. I understand. They're yeah. yeah, I mean, some of the jokes don't age well now. If you look back, <laughs> yeah, Hour Three, but it's yeah. still funny. It's still funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very nice to see like a cross cultural buddy movie um, with you know having like an Asian character with a black character. I really enjoyed that. So at the end, basically, the father and daughter reunited, and Han sends Carter and Lee on a vacation to Hong Kong as a reward, um, and so. Um, Agent Ross and Whitney offer Carter a position in the FBI, but he refuses. Um, and he basically boards an airplane with Lee. Um, and he annoys him by singing Edwin's Edwin Starr's War. Um, yes. um soup it's just a classic. Um, this film did so great. Um, it was like a, a in between a 33 to 35 million dollar budget and it did 244.4 million at the box office i mean like are you freaking kidding me um so many good reviews um yeah classic last one all about the benjamins all about the benjamins baby all about the benjamins ice cube again and mike epps ice cube is just such a good like tag along person because he just makes you seem so stupid like he's just always the superior friend and he's just hilarious um he must capture a con man named reggie wright who's played by the hilarious mike epps um who he's captured three times before but he's always getting out like it's just so interesting um eva mendez is up in this thing too y'all um basically played uh playing um reggie's girlfriend gina um so he sees reggie at a convenience store but fails to catch him after a long chase through miami um so basically he's trying to track him down all this time and um they have another case that comes up um mentioning like before with the the diamonds um so they discover this house where they see, you know, somebody's murdered and like all this stuff, all this turmoil. Um, And so uh, basically after he tracks down Reggie and, you know, kind of forces him to kind of, well, they basically say, stay away from him. (laughs) So this is about like, literally you're trying so many times to catch this dude, but literally stay away. He runs so fast. Um, (laughs) But um, basically um, they, Reggie and his girlfriend win the lottery. Um, and then, um, after that, he lost the ticket, which was in his wallet. Um, so he goes, um, he tries to like find it, he goes to a boat yard, 
Um, and then basically um, they find out, we find out in the movie that the diamonds that everybody's talking about, um, or at least these two, um, you know, these two gangsters found out that the diamonds that they got from the shoot were fake. Um, they had this photo shoot where they had used diamonds and they were fake. Um, so basically turmoil like kind of ensues there. There's a shootout. Um, and Reggie is in, you know, he's over there in the boatyard and he's like, Oh shoot. So he eventually gets captured, um, by Bookham. <laughs> and, um, this is when he's trying to retrieve his wallet. So Reggie manages to convince Bookham to find his wallet and find the thieves produced by uh, Cube Vision Productions, Ice Cube's production company. Y'all, this film had a $15 million, or it says $14 and $15 million budget um, and made $26 million at the box office. Mm-hmm. Um, right along also, y'all, $25 million at the box office. But or no, I'm sorry. Twenty five million dollar budget and made one hundred and fifty four point five million at the box office. People really highly anticipated movies, y'all. Really good, really funny, chaos, chaotic, confusion. But we love it. Go support. Watch these films if you can. Um, I believe there. I know most of them are online. Um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if Rush Hour is on Netflix. But I know that um, you can stream all about the Benjamins um, and ride along and all of them on uh, online. So go find them, watch them, support them. And those are my movies. Awesome. Let's get into our next segment. Personal Everest. Now, when one makes a summit up a mountain, say Mount Everest, for example, there are a set of skills and tool set that one must master or adhere to with a great team around them to get the job done. So the personal Everest for a director making a buddy comedy that soars would have to be having the right amount of cheese without being annoying. And at the same time, you have to have the proper pairing. It's really about that duo. You know what I mean? To make sure that they go Mm -hmm. for the jugular in the jokes. Otherwise, it can fall flat or the jokes don't land, in my opinion. What do you think, Taj? Yeah, I think, yeah, you got to have the right amount of cheese on the pizza. I feel like... It's very important to have like that just comedic element, but also just like keeping the realistic aspect of the movie. Cause like, I guess my choices were like the, the comedy was kind of underlining, like it was, it's known for these movies are known for their comedy, but their genre is not strictly comedy. If that makes sense. Like it's like, Oh, action comedy or buddy cop comedy, or like, you know, it's a, it has dramatic aspects, but it's like still comedic. Um, and so I think, you know, making sure that the, the two characters who are the buddies, who are the main characters really have that like strong comedic, you know, chemistry, but also like making sure that you're, um, staying true to a plot that like kind of surrounds the jokes that not that you're trying to just like, Oh, here's the jokes, but like it kind of, fits into the whole movie Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah totally that totally makes sense well thank you all for listening please tune in next week we will be discussing war and disaster movies Mm -hmm. war yeah Yeah. what is what is it good for absolutely nothing nothing at all um it's gonna be emotionally taxing and gory so please strap in 
war and disaster films, feel free to follow us on social media to stay updated on this podcast. Follow us on Twitter at JayButterPop. Follow us on Instagram at JayButterPopCorn. Or follow us individually. You can follow me at Chelsea J Music on Twitter or Instagram. And me at Tajana underscore on Twitter or Instagram. Yes, all one word, all lowercase. Let us know what you thought of this episode. Tell us, DM us, blow up those DMs, y'all, and the comments. I promise that we won't get tired of you. I promise. No, we won't. We're not tired of making content for y'all, so come through. Come through. All right. See y'all next week. Bye.